But yeah. That's so, dumb. so she leaves. And so my kids, they're uh, 9, 12, and 15, right? And the nine-year-old's like grabbing onto my leg. And this lady, the, one of his nurses that was really close to him, this really, really overweight Jamaican lady with a, bat, with a wonky eye, <laughs> comes in and she goes, we don't see her yet. She comes from behind. She goes, John Ross, your family's here to see you. <laughs> like screaming it at my dead dad. <laughs> and we're like, what? And then uh, my nine-year-old, grabs my leg as like a toddler and holding on to it and then the nurse goes oh honey everybody dies <laughs> everybody dies and it was and then we just like laughed and cried in like intervals after she <laughs> left and then my son was like it was f- so funny because we were all like all like oh this meh you know this death and then my son, out of the blue, who's like a very sensitive, sweet boy, goes, oh, so do I get to watch rated R movies now? <laughs> like, why? And he goes, well, I saw, I, I saw a dead body. So <laughs> now I get to see boobs and that's hear the word fuck more than, you know, I was like, oh, that's logical. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Also, Sorry, we've sorry Alfonso. As, uh, as much fun as we're going to have. There we go. That's <laughs> it. Not going to get better. <laughs> Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Oh my God. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing happened here. Nothing happened here. Welcome to Stab. We made it. Calm calm down. It's too late for that. Welcome to Stab. Uh, I'm your host, John Morris (laughs) Rouse IV. We're here at 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, California, at Stab Comedy Theater. Uh, The theater that is named after a podcast no one listens to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Stab. Are you ready to meet your contestants again? All right, yeah. good, good. Let's, uh, <laughs> Alfonso Portella. Yeah. Yeah. Mikhail Shermanowski. Yeah. Corey Berenger. Yeah. And Jesse Jones. And Jesse yeah. Jones. All right. Let's play Stab. <laughs> oh, there it is. I feel the light should go down on that part. Okay. Yeah. This first segment is called the top three Google searches of uh, the perennial Nathan's 4th of July hot dog eating champ Joey Jaws Chestnut devoured uh, the competition on Wednesday and his, own wor- and his own world record as he downed 74 hot dogs. Now let's hear your top three Google searches from the perspective of Joey Chestnut's butthole. That's right. If Joey Chestnut's butthole could search Google, what would it search? I'm sorry, Mikhail's in-laws. <laughs> Alfonso, first. From uh, one mustachioed man to another, uh, <laughs> if uh, Joey Chestnut's butthole could search Google, <laughs> it would possibly search how long till I can be licked again. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother-in-law loved that joke. Yeah, she did. Mikhail, what's your first Google search? Is... Normal? (laughs) (laughs) 
Very good. Corey Behringer. Nathan's brand butt plug. <laughs> okay. Jesse Jones. Uh, well, Joey Chestnut's butthole isn't as intelligent as you might imagine it to be. <laughs> so it actually dictated its last will and testament into Google like some kind of stupid asshole. So it's, <laughs> its, first, its first entry was to the Smithsonian Institute. I leave my 15 pair of Nomex underwear and the extra fire retardant panel sewn into the seat. <laughs> Very good. All right, let's take our second stab at it. Get it? I'm sorry. What's more normal, to be wiped back to front or in small circles? <laughs> That's a fair question. Small circles. Small circles. Mikhail? Easily offended, butt-clenching exercises, volume six. <laughs> Corey Berenger, get up on that mic. Spicy mustard enema. <laughs> <laughs> just, just. To the janitorial and custodial staff of the Coney Island Nathan's famous hot dog stand. I leave all remaining worldly possessions and a full-bottomed apology and thank you for your thankless service. <laughs> and your third of three, Alfonso Portella. <laughs> Am I in an abusive relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, your third of three. <laughs> Up on that mic. When eaten rapidly in large amounts, is it possible to pass an undigested hot dog? <laughs> yes. Corey Berenger, the young Bob Seger. <laughs> I don't know. Look like it. Sexy twinks dunked in water so they slide down easy. <laughs> Very good. Jesse Jones, bring us home. I see a young Kenny Rogers. Yeah, yeah young Kenny Rogers. <laughs> well, you got to know when to fold him. <laughs> uh, and finally, to Nathan's famous corporation, the lips, nose, and I have decided to bequeath ourselves to your care to be turned into what Joey Lynch, a delicious Nathan's famous hot dog. Very good. That was the top three Google searches from the perspective of Joey Chestnut's butthole. Which brings us to the next segment. Sure, sure. Called the Topical Haiku Challenge. Topical Haiku Challenge. Please have composed three uh, haiku in regard to the following topical haiku or topical story. Uh, jihadists are finding that joining ISIS is detrimental to their married lives. A growing number of the militants' wives are filing for divorce as the terror group is driven out of the territory it once controlled across large swaths of Iraq and Syria. This is according to NBC News, not a joke. Uh, haiku go. Terrorist spouses. I imagine they would be much less cowardly. <laughs> Mikhail. Surprise, jihadist. Some boom boom is not all good. 
Ugh. Now she tells me. <laughs> Corey. You hear about Barb? She dropped her old ISIS man. I hope she don't die. <laughs> Jesse Jones. Uh, my first is titled Don't Take the Bus. <laughs> Filing for divorce? Cute. That's cute. And who's driving you to the courthouse? <laughs> Very good. You're second of three topical haiku. Alfonso. I can change, baby. I swear I don't even care about the virgins. <laughs> Very good. Because of the 72 curve. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just keep that Mi- in mind. Mikael. Isis Midnight Sky. A marriage goes up in smoke. Praise be to Allah. <laughs> Very good. Mr. Seeger? <laughs> now that you're single, you must meet my coworker. Oh, he's abusive. <laughs> Very good. Uh, tying into Alfonso's second. Uh, my second is titled Even Steven. <laughs> Congratulations. Half of everything is yours. 36 virgins. <laughs> <laughs> and the third of three. What I want to see? The real housewives of ISIS. Our husbands hit us. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> Mikael? Bitch, file for divorce. I have got 72 hoes. <laughs> ah, click, click, a boom. <laughs> <laughs> what am I now? What am I now, John? Handsomer than ever. Boom, there you go. <laughs> okay, here you go. Stop that crying, Barb. <laughs> Let's go and find you a man. Let that burke down, girl. You know, like a burka? Burka. Burka. <laughs> like burka slang. <laughs> Birkenstocks. <laughs> Slide that burk down a little bit, <laughs> Show that some burk eyebrows. Up. Isn't that a name? Burk. Burk. Sure. <laughs> right. Barb and burk. Uh, my third. Out of the frying pan, dot, dot, dot. Finally, Freedom. A free woman in Iraq. Acid in the face! (laughs) (laughs) And that was the Topical Haiku Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) It's a late night show. I didn't want to do that one. I'm going to put my painting down. (laughs) (laughs) My painting wants no part of it. There we go. This brings us to our next segment called This Was Today Once. Alfonso Portella on this date, 1415, Jan Hus is condemned as a heretic and then burned at the stake. Uh, also on this very date, 1975, American rapper, producer, and actor 50 Cent was born. How did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Yeah. Well, uh, well luck, like, much like uh, these two gentlemen, um, I consider myself someone who is unafraid 
to say what it takes to get my point across. Um, I'm a visionary, <laughs> a free thinker. I'm an influencer. Um, at least I thought I was until uh, today I opened up my notebook of raps I wrote from when I was 13, <laughs> 15 years old. <laughs> um, which were inspired by my first listen to 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Cry- uh, Trying, which came out <laughs> Die in crying. 2003. Uh, I had such hits such as uh, One Bitch, Two Bitch, I Wanna Fuck You Bitch. <laughs> uh, bitches, uh, <laughs> bitches just don't understand like my parents. <laughs> and uh, biatch, get on my criatch. <laughs> I realized uh, I might not have had the creative edge and sure-headedness uh, I thought that I once possessed. So on this day, today, uh, in honor of these two great dudes and to keep their memories sanked, uh, I stacked up all those dozens of notebooks of raps and I burned them. <laughs> uh, it, it was then the spell was broken and my family started talking to me again. <laughs> so that's what I did today. <laughs> Very good, Alfonso. Very good. Mikel, on this date, 1990, Jetsons the movie premieres. You remember. Uh, also on this very date, 1885, Louis Pasteur uh, successfully tests his vaccine against rabies on Joseph Meister, a boy who was bitten by a rabid dog. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events combined? Well, John, as as you know, it's no coincidence that the Jetsons film was released uh, on the same day commemorating Louis Pasteur's successful rabies test. Uh, After all, who could uh, forget that lovable space pup, Astro? I mean, after all, though, no one found his space rabies all that funny. (laughs) Poor, poor Elroy. (laughs) Anyway, in the time-honored tradition, I threw my dog into a cage full of rabid animals. After he got nice and foamy, I let the old boy give me a few uh, nibbles and love kisses on the leg, if you know what I mean. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I then took the traditional holiday syringe and gave myself a few shots of heaven and proceeded to expand my universe. It was out of this world, man. (laughs) Very good, Mikhail. Mikhail. Corey. Yeah. Today is National Fried Chicken Day in the U.S. Darn Today. Tootin'. Darn tootin'. Uh, also on this very date, 1947, the AK-47 goes into production in the Soviet Union. Uh, what would you do to celebrate these things all bunched up? <laughs> now, as you might know, I'm not married. But if I was, I'd probably often be found saying something like, if there was one thing I love more than my wife, it's fried chicken. <laughs> And if there's two things I love more than my wife, it's fried chicken and 80s catchphrase comic Yakov Smirnoff. (laughs) Now that you know where my priorities lie, you can imagine my delight at being able to spend National Fried Chicken Day with my new best friend, Yakov. You see, Yakov is much funnier than my wife. Yakov is a better listener than my wife. Yakov doesn't remind me that my doctor said I'm at risk for heart failure and I shouldn't be celebrating it with chicken. <laughs> I love Yakov. He is kind and patient. 
Like when I tried making a joke about how in Soviet Russia the chicken fries you, and he softly yet sternly spoke, please don't do that. <laughs> I left my wife for Yakov. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Corey Berenger. Jesse Jones, on this date, 1988, wrestler Jake the Snake Roberts is convicted of battery. Uh, also on this very date, 1928, the world's largest hailstone, one pound. Uh, what is that, 17, 17 inches? 17, 17 feet? I don't know. It's one pound. It was one pound. It falls in Porter, Nebraska. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events? Grouped. So today you asked me to celebrate a wrestler hitting someone and a hailstone falling to earth. All right. I started the morning by waking up from my sleep. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> I quickly surveyed my situation. Legs on. Hell yeah. <laughs> Kicked my feet over the side of the bed. Felt that old familiar squish that lets me know that like clockwork, I shit my pants in my sleep last night. <laughs> Boo yeah. <laughs> Got up. Went to the bathroom, burn when I peed. Cha-ching! <laughs> Took a shower and cried the whole time, muttering how I was a dirty boy that no soap could ever get clean. <laughs> Whoop, there it is! <laughs> Got in my car to drive to work. Filled with bees. Yahtzee! <laughs> <laughs> On the freeway, ran over an armadillo in a life jacket. zig zig ah. <laughs> Ejected from the vehicle into oncoming traffic. Begoing! <laughs> Flew the rest of the way to work uh, via my mutant power of unaided human flight, which is only activated through senseless vehicular manslaughter. Syrup in the jam jar! <laughs> <laughs> Landed in the parking lot, naked and covered in the blood of innocence. Floof kaboof! Pulled my emergency key out of my prison wallet. Hachi machi! <laughs> Tried to wash up in the bathroom sink. Never clean! Never clean! <laughs> Dicked around for seven and a half hours trying to write my material for tonight. Snorkel Jim! <laughs> Rush it all together in 20 minutes panic, knowing that tonight will be the night I'm found out as the wholly untalented fraud that I've carefully <laughs> attempted to convince everyone I've ever met that I'm not. Beep boop robot holocaust! <laughs> <laughs> Went to the comedy spot and hid my shame. Kachunga! <laughs> hit a prostitute with a big gulp cup full of ice when I discovered she wasn't a man. Flipple nipple double mint twist! <laughs> And now I'm here, <laughs> barely holding together this brittle facade one more time in a building that I know is probably going to be a Trinidadian restaurant or, a <laughs> or a, an artisanal pet treat boutique this time, <laughs> around this time next year. <laughs> Syrup in the jam jar. <laughs> that was, this was, today once. That brings us to our fourth of five segments uh, called Movie Makeup. Please have written a synopsis for the titles I gave you. 
Uh, Alfonso, the name of your movie that you should be have, should have written a synopsis for is called. Should have. Don't. <laughs> should. What did I say? No. Should. No. No. I said. Yeah. Should. You should. Okay. I, I thought I. Yeah. I should. I thought I messed up. Uh, the name of your movie is called "Don't You Be My Neighbor." Don't you be my neighbor. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> Pepito Rosas is a 13-year-old boy who lives in a small barrio in Southern California. He sells homemade ice cream on the streets during the summer to save some money to make some more ice cream and maybe one day get out of this dusty barrio. <laughs> it's been going great for four years until a new mysterious neighbor arrives at the ice cream stand. Hello, neighbor. My name is Fred. I'm the owner of the new ice cream shop going in down the street. And I just wanted to inform you that when we open in one week, you are not to sell ice cream on the streets anymore. <laughs> Pepito refuses. Who are you to tell me I cannot sell ice cream when I've lived here my whole life? Well, I didn't want to do this. You're selling ice cream without a permit. <laughs> Who knows the condition of your kitchen? This is a public health risk. If you don't stop selling ice cream by the day those doors open, I will call the police and have them deal with this. I'm just doing you the courtesy of asking you nicely first, like a good neighbor. <laughs> Pepito now has many tough choices ahead of him. Does he fight to keep his passion of selling ice cream on the streets he's known his whole life? Does he quit? Does he join this mysterious cardigan neighbor selling ice cream flavors like avocado toast and soy riso mocha to, to well-to-do millennials and what he calls young creatives? <laughs> With Edward James Almos as Pepito <laughs> and Fred Armisen as Fred Rogers. <laughs> the coming of age hit this summer. Don't you be my neighbor. That's it. That's all <laughs> Very good, Alfonso Portella. I want to see that. I want to. You would want to see that. I do want to see that. You would want to see I would, that. I would watch that. How many subtitles are there? What was that? <laughs> Is there a lot of subtitles? A lot, all subtitles. Oh, okay. It's also all in English, but also all subtitles. Also, okay. yeah. Subtitled in Spanish. You can only watch it subtitled in English in English. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. It's and all the English. translation of the subtitles right. still wrong. Uh, <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> subtitles in broken English. Okay. Mikhail. Mission Totally Possible. Name of your movie. Mission Totally Possible. Ethan Hunt and his team walk through the streets of Moscow on a mission to uncover why he's still single. <laughs> he attempts to retrieve a fixed line number from the American single speed dating event conveniently held during his tenure in the city. His mission fails. He's shot down. His hopes of finding a wife, maybe named Sarah with an H, die in an Irish car bombing. The rest of the team is eliminated by unknown ass. Tom Cruise is the wrong guy for all the right reasons, and Kate Hudson was available for another rom-com. He's on a mission, and she's totally into it. Will our hero find love? Totally. It's mission totally possible. Paid for, but not completely representing the Church of Scientology. <laughs> Very good, Mikhail. Very good. Very good. Corey Berenger, the name of your movie is Cantman and the Wasp. W-A-S-P acronym. <laughs> Cantman and the Wasp. In this reimagining of Jim Carrey's 2008 comedy classic, Yes Man, 
Things get a whole lot worse for our protagonist, Carl Allen. Instead of receiving a new lease on life by way of haphazardly saying yes to everything he's presented with, the self-help self seminar he attends somehow backfires and he's left incapable of committing to any task. He loses his job, his friends, and his will to live. But not all is lost. It is revealed in a confusing dream sequence that soulmates exist and Carl has one. <laughs> of course, there's a catch. Opposites attract, and this film boasts the biggest opposite attraction of any romantic comedy. She's a wasp. <laughs> That's right, a white Anglo-Saxon pterodactyl. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel returns to the franchise as the adorable flying dinosaur Allison, <laughs> whose terrifying shriek is only matched by her deeply ingrained xenophobia. The third act abandons Carl's plight entirely and focuses on Allison's mission to keep pterodactyl Jews out of her family's <laughs> private golf course. Our star-crossed lovers never meet, divided as they are by millions of years. <laughs> Carl wants to build a time machine, but he just dot, 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 can't. <laughs> Very good, Corey Barringer. Can't, man, and the wasp. Jesse Jones, the yep. name of your uh, movie is Sulu. Mm -hmm. Sulu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sulu is a new streaming service which airs nothing but entries from George Takai's IMDb resume. <laughs> uh? Uh? <laughs> Get it? The Star Trek guy, get it? His name sounds like Hulu. <laughs> so I thought, wouldn't it be funny and cute and clever if I made a streaming service named Sulu that only showed his movies and TV appearances? I mean, how much stuff could that be, right? A really whole fucking bunch, it turns out. And I went all the way with this gag. <laughs> I built the infrastructure, the UI, billing platform, secured all the rights as a joke. <laughs> Completely underestimating the sheer volume of Takai available. Spanning the last seven decades of popular culture, but now, fuck, I need subscribers. <laughs> so let me show you around Sulu, the George Takaiest streaming service joke <laughs> that ever got way the fuck out of hand. Well, all right, shit, let's start with sci-fi, I guess, right? So, yeah, there's 52 episodes of the original Star Trek series that he appeared in, obviously, and the 22 episodes of the Star Trek animated series from 1973. And there you go, that's all the Star Trek, right? Bullshit it is! 1996, Star Trek Voyager, Takai! Uh, but that must be all, right? No, the, the double bullshit! <laughs> Star Trek New Voyages, a goddamn fan-made web series from 2000 to, pre to present, which featured Takai as Sulu in not one, but two episodes! <laughs> and fuck all the movies, you already know those, Star Trek's one through seven. How about all the other legendary sci-fi franchises? Hmm? Star Wars? Of course, as the voice of Loke Durd in the animated Clone Wars series. Batman, a voice in Batman Beyond. Spider-Man, two different series. Six Million Dollar Man, Impo Mission, Imp Mission Impossible, Transformers, Twilight Zone, Scooby-Doo, Johnny Quest, Futurama, Godzilla, of course Godzilla! Godzilla raids again from 1950 goddamn five! What? Homeboys in outer space! 
homeboys in outer space. You better fucking believe George Sakai appeared in an episode of UPN's Homeboys in <laughs> Outer Space. And this, this is just scratching the surface of the 70 film and video roles, 133 TV shows, 160 talk show, documentary, other appearances credited as himself, 25, 27 archive footage appearances, and 17 video games all featuring George fucking Takai or Takei. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, Strulu, the Sulu, fuck. The Sulu streaming service started as a joke, but if you're like me... The more you actually look at it, the more you think, oh my. <laughs> this actually kind of sounds like it might be kind of awesome. <laughs> Very good. That was... Movie makeup. I forgot what that was. That brings us to our final segment of the evening, just at 12.06 a.m. <laughs> Uh, called location, location, location. Uh, all of you own business in the follow in own businesses in the following shitty locations. Make us want to come there and buy something. Uh, Alfonso, uh, you sell various dips in a dimension where chips don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to Slowly Slice, a comedy writing podcast where we give four toddlers writing prompts and catch up with them at the end of their lives on their deathbeds to see what they've come up with. Uh, we'll be back with more Slowly Slice af uh, after a word from our sponsor. It's summertime. We've all been there. You and your partner show up to your coworker's barbecue, hoping for a good time, and it's about as boring as you thought it'd be. There's no music. The food is bland, and no one is talking. What do you do? Call Dillard's Swimming Dips. The perfect dip for swimming and dipping your food into. An activity that is totally normal in this universe. Simply scream, Dillard's arise! Like you would call any person in our world. And a Dillard swimming dip truck will show up and deliver a 24 foot by 12 foot by 52 inch can full of Dillard's swimming dip of your choice. Dillard's wide variety of flavors ensure there's a dip for any occasion and any taste. Classic Dillard's flavors like ranch amphetamine, tuna fat, and nacho cheese, a name we made up based on nothing that exists in this dimension. Dive in with a handful of your favorite dipping snacks. Dillard's is swimming dips taste good on anything. Carrots, pita bread, baked potatoes, sourdough, buffalo wings, tortillas that because of the laws of physics can never be crispy or sliced into triangles. <laughs> Could you imagine a universe in which that was possible? I couldn't! <laughs> As you and your buddies play an intense game of dip polo in the sun, <laughs> the salt in you and your friend's sweaty bodies ensures Dillard's swim and dip gets more delicious as the party <laughs> rages on. <laughs> Who's to say the dippin's gotta stop when everyone goes home? Smack the lid back on that bad boy, and after about a month in your backyard, the dip becomes a probiotic, <laughs> helping aid in the digestion of all the various foods you can dip in Dillard's dip. Dillard's dip! <laughs> Buy it! That's, that's it. That's all. <laughs> Very good, Alfonso Portello. Very good. 
That was a tough one. You did good with it. <laughs> it was the only one I worked on. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> only one I spent any time on, everybody. <laughs> if you're judging me. Mikhail, you sell drug paraphernalia in a town entirely populated by cops. All right. It's your job to keep drugs off the street, <laughs> but not when you're a citizen. Years of being a cop will really change you. And after a few years undercover, that bottle of Jameson alone just doesn't cut it anymore. So when you're ready to reach for those deep cuts, Snitches and Stitches is here. The first educational drug paraphernalia discount store for law enforcement. Our experts can't wait to spill the beans on thousands of mind-blowing devices we've sourced from your evidence lockers. <laughs> Hiding our newly found habit from those expletives over at Internal Affairs will be a mission totally possible. Brought to you by our sponsors, Mission Totally Possible, MTP starring Tom Cruise as the lovable goofball Ethan Hunt and Kate Hudson as the available actress. This Valentine's Day, it's on and totally possible. Mission Totally Possible. Proud sponsor of Scientology. Thank you. As a bonus, we'll even send you a home <coughs> As a bonus, we'll even send you home with a stunning badge coke holder that you can literally take everywhere. Holding up to a gram, this portable revolution keeps you part <laughs> Holding up the <laughs> Take 3. I need some coke. <laughs> Holding up to a gram, this portable revolution keeps the party going well into your night shift. With the right tools, there's no need for a prison pocket to hide your stash. <laughs> So come on down to Snitches and Stitches, where we're getting raided again. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Mikhail. Behringer. Uh, you have a CD store that sells uh, only new metal in a town completely populated by hipsters. Sure do. <laughs> there you go. They called me a fool for playing the long game. <laughs> They said a business such as this would never survive in hip town. But irony is a plague upon the land. And the hipsters are like locusts devouring crops of genres. It was only a matter of time before they'd land on the cringiest of crops. Well, folks, I'm here to feed to locusts. <laughs> so come on down to No Biscuit Like Show Biscuit. Hip town's best and only new metal outlet store. It's never been this easy to dive deep into the aggro abyss. Scritch scratchy DJ noises? We got them. <laughs> Filthy white guy dreads? You betcha. <laughs> you want some epic takedowns of U.S. foreign policy 15 years ago? We got more than you deserve. <laughs> Eyes will roll, cred will be earned, and I will amass a modest fortune in the month or so this is relevant. <laughs> Very good, Corey Berenger. <laughs> what, I, what I loved that whole time was there was no point in time, even when new metal was relevant, that you would have got this. <laughs> it was it never going to connect them. to you. <laughs> never at any point would that have worked. I'd like to explain man. every reference to him. <laughs> okay. Let's finish this goddamn yeah. show. <laughs> All right. Jesse Jones, yes. uh, you're a rotary phone salesman uh -huh. in town of fingerless, noseless, toeless, and penisless people. Yeah. <laughs> Get to selling. <laughs> Somebody thought they had all their bases covered. Uh. New from III, <laughs> Incredible Inventions Incorporated. The taste of phone. <laughs> Tired of licking those numbers of your friends and family? Oh, God damn 
getting nothing but the same tired taste of smooth, flavorless plastic and dried stump oil gunk? Well, I've got just what your tired old telephonic taste buds have been screaming for. The Taste-A-Phone! That's, right, that's right, the Taste-A-Phone. Now available in a wide range of colors and flavors to match any decor. Sour apple green, chocolate bar brown, or lemon yellow. If you can imagine it, you can taste it with your new Taste-A-Phone! <laughs> Looking to really take your phone calls to Flavortown? Why not try the, the executive model? where each number is a different flavor. Lick a seven. That's right, cherry. Lick a three. Cool ranch. And with eight more holes, that's eight more flavors for your mouth to dial. It'll be so much easier to remember that friend's number when your tongue does the walking. And now new for 1988. Caller taste ID. Want to know who's calling you before you nudge that receiver over and shout down at the floor? <laughs> Just give it a lick. Sour milk. Bill collectors again. <laughs> You know, I just came from a town populated entire by, entirely by people without tongues. <laughs> Will we? That's how they sound there. <laughs> now there's a people with absolutely no use for a rotary phone. Who would understand them and why would they even call? They're tongueless monsters and therefore incapable of giving or receiving love. <laughs> but you people, you got the world on the tip of your tongue. And it's about time it started tasting like it. With a taste of phone. <laughs> Just call me today. Cherry, cherry, lime, banana, banana, spearmint, cotton candy. That's one more time. That's cherry, cherry, lime, banana, banana, spearmint, cotton candy. Call today. Very good. That is Stab. One more time for all the contests you saw tonight. Alfonso Portella. Mikhail C. Corey B. And Jesse J. I'm JRM4. Thanks for <laughs> coming to STAB. If you want to uh, hear more STABs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which means STAB for gold, JMR4, uh, YouTube, uh, all that shit, and Stitcher, and all that stuff. Uh, 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 yeah, find us.